Hello, welcome to Fountain Pen and Stationery, Season 3, Episode 15. I am one of your hosts, Collins. And I'm the other host, Frank. <laughs> Hello, Frank. Hey, how are you? I'm good. It's actually been quite a long time since we've done an episode. Uh, In real time, yes. Uh, yes, in real time, yes, because <laughs> we front-loaded one of the episodes. Yeah, so it's been, what, three weeks since we recorded yeah. it? So yeah, something like three weeks. Some current event that we might not have caught up in the Philippine community, but I don't think anything uh, bad has happened. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good news. Which yes. is good news. So uh, we are back on track into a more fountain pen focus episode, I think. So fountain pen... More fountain pen, less general stationary. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, what do you got for me, Frank? Well, um, one of the very first thing I want to bring up is the, um, I think uh, even the, was it Mike from the, uh, the Panetic show, and mm -hmm. of course, a lot of people too, right? They they saw the uh, Toyota Craft, um, the Toyota Craft one hundred pen chest. Mm -hmm. Wow, little did I know. Well, I guess it's, they they released this recently. Not little do I know, just they released it recently. It's not on the website yet, actually. But judging from the uh, manufacturer seller and the fact that some Japan seller also carry it, this seems to be pretty legit. It's the uh, Toyota Craft fountain pen chest. It is taller than a nightstand, but about as maybe bigger than a nightstand. It looks like a giant filing cabinet. Yes. And uh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, the description says that it has a lit opening and closing type from top of a six stage. So how many layers is there? It is. It takes, I think, One, two, six three, trays. Four, five, six, seven. Oh, am I looking at that incorrectly? How does the, how do the trays actually pull out? So each one of those little handles is a tray sole. Yeah, it has six little pen one, trays. One, two, three, four, five, six pen trays and two drawers. And two drawers. And the unique thing about this one is that each one of those trays, they open up as you pull them. Yeah, there's it, it's... It, it's like there's a little uh, opening door flap from the top. Right. So it kind of is, is basically dustproof as you close everything, too. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, um, so this looks... Okay, so I, I would say that like just looking at the photos, right? I Like not looking at anything else, just looking at the photos, this looks really well-made, really well-designed. Um, with very high quality um, materials. Yes. Well, see, that's that's something I don't understand for the Toyocraft chest is because they made their chest out of elder wood. Mm -hmm. And elder wood is not really hardwood. 
It's a soft. I'm guessing it's like a soft. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not familiar yeah, with Alderwood. Yeah, it's a, so. a soft wood. It's a wood that's relatively easy to work. Is it lighter? Uh, I'm trying to think whether there is any kind of significance of Elderwood against like Japanese working culture, like Uyghur culture. I haven't really drawn any conclusion before when I was looking it up. I uh, can't think of anything on top of my head right now as well. The uh, Alderwood is one of the softest woods in the hardwood family, just above pine and poplar, uh, making Wait, it pliable it and relatively poplar. soft. Okay. Well, yeah, just can above. Get pretty hard. Uh, these so properties I... these properties make it an excellent option for cabinetry, bedding, and other decorative furnitures inside the home. So it is used for furniture. It is used for furniture. If it's harder than poplar, then at least that is somewhat reasonable. Yeah, it seems like it's 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 fine to be used as furniture. I mean, this is just based on me doing one quick Google search for right. other wood. Yeah, I just remember there's a softer kind of wood, but mm, okay, okay, I'll give a credit to it. I said it's at least hardwood. Okay, so <laughs> you know, given given what I said about like you know what I could glean just from the images, right? Yeah, and then I look at the price that you've sent it to me on on eBay. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good price it is expensive at first glance it's a high number as it's as an expensive item purchase but if you consider the price of any of the higher end fountain pens oh i need to mute my phone sorry like like if you if you take a thousand dollar sailor pen versus the amount of work it took to make this chest, I'm pretty sure it took more effort and time. And I mean, I, I mean, obviously you can't just judge price based on time and effort, but like correct. But I mean, the value is... coming from here at eight hundred and forty seven dollars seems way higher than an uh, plus sixty dollars uh, shipping. But still, that's that's, yes. that's under one thousand after yes. everything. Right, I mean, most USA states. I'm not sure where you want to ship everywhere else, but at least when the USA states, most of the time is under a thousand with everything said and done. Not to say that a thousand dollar fountain pen isn't worth it. Like, obviously, like there's value to be had in anything that you purchase. But I'm saying that like this chest costing eight hundred forty seven dollars seems like a really good deal. <laughs> I've been looking at media chat. Uh, me TV media drawers lately. Okay. I cannot find anything reasonably made from hardwood under like a thousand eight hundred dollars. This looks like something you could set up something so... pretty heavy on. <laughs> <laughs> so this entire chest being only eight hundred sixty eight hundred fifty is pretty good deal. And I'm, I'm gonna be it, honest this well, Frank, like this color wood kind of matches your interior wood, uh, your house wood. Yeah, the the uh, <laughs> softer pine slash oak. Well, not not pine. I think most of my older furniture is oak. Um, there's a few that's ebony and mahogany, but um, like the staining done here looks kind of similar to it what you like. Matches all the oak colors. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this this honestly, <laughs> this is a pretty good deal to be honest. It, it's really pricey for sure, but for a Heirloom quality drawer slash chest. 
I think if you have a if you have a settled if you have settled down already and you 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 won't be moving too much, so you won't be damaging this in the long term. I think it's not a bad thing to consider. The only downside I see to this for you, Frank, is that your ability to store pens would have is seriously outclassing the number of pens you have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying that like you might only fill up like 10% of this drawers. chest. That's a lot of, you know, no, I mean, I can take out some of the drawers for uh, pants and put knives in there. Sure. Right. You can, because uh, the insert can be, is removable. Like they show that it's removable. removable. Right. I can always put knives. Um, what else do I collect? Headphone? No, headphone doesn't even fit in uh, You could fit uh, flashlights. Oh, flashlights too, right? Yeah, yeah, so so it's your hobby drawer set. Yeah, my hobby drawer set, Frank's hobby drawer set. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. It's pretty good, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So so here's the thing, right? They this is shipped from Japan. Mm-hmm. So whether this can make it to USA without damage. That's another question. <laughs> well, I mean, you could, I mean, if there's some like little nicks, you can fix that a little bit. It's not too yeah. bad. So there, I think there's a chance that Toyoko Craft might show up on the next pen show Ooh. in our area mm. like sometime next year. So if they're there, I might pick one up. But that also means I cannot drive my car there. Yeah, you need a truck. Year. You need a truck. Oh, I just or need a van. For a van. Right. A SUV. I need an SUV. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely in consideration next year. Or so. you just buy it and have them ship it to you. <laughs> and risk playing the roulette. But the thing is, like, this one has a lot of intrinsic moving parts. I don't want... It, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I guess if they want, if they bring it here anyway, they still gotta ship it. So it's just whether the damage is fixable by myself or they want to take care of it. Right, right. I mean, if you're buying it from them, you're probably gonna have a little bit more in-person ability to like negotiate. Like, hey, there's this is a little damage. Like, can we do yeah, something about that? Yeah, where they'll just take a look at it first and fix it before they should sell it to us. Yeah, it, it and it's not the same as like the the Toyoka Craft hundred pen box right like it's a little smaller easier yeah, to ship pen box is a lot smaller <laughs> this is one massive family heirloom <laughs> furniture now if i have my yen to dollar uh, uh conversion right the 100 pen box is only like 200 ish dollars less yeah because dollar went up and oh wait no it's can't. actually a lot Actually, I'm sorry. It's actually a lot cheaper than that now. It's now uh, 64,000 yen is now $463. So, okay, it, it is significantly less. Yeah, it's significantly less because the, the, the dollar to yen ratio dropped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you want to buy something from Japan or from Toyoka Craft, now it's a good chance. I mean, yeah, buying anything from Japan or Europe right now is pretty good. If you're oh, in the U.S. Yeah. If you're yeah. in the U.S., if you're using uh, USD. Yep. All right. Our next topic. Um, 
Well, I guess this brings back to our last episode's topic. Well, somewhat, right? I mean, it's across two episodes now. Which yeah. is my... Uh, let me see if I can find a pen. My, my Your pelican. Ocean, Swir- ocean Squirrel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say I'm going to take a report on it and see how it feels. Um, right here. I don't think you can really see <laughs> it. it uh, there it is in, in the in the reel. Yeah. It actually, I can actually see the, the reflection on it as Let you wave it around. Let me see uh, if I can turn around. on the lights really quick for you. One second. No, I can see it. Um, yeah, I have not yet seen it in person yet. Uh, I'm going to have oh, to God, come by bright. and see it. It's bright. <laughs> it's bright. Here we go. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see it. Yeah, I can definitely like, see it. Yeah, like even, even without you turning the lights on, I, I was able to see it. Um, it's a very flashy, shiny pen. Yes. So, okay. So let's let's go over the pros and cons I have about this pen, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Let's preface this. It's going to sound like a really negative thing that I'm going to go over, right? I, I, Ooh. I regardless, Fra- Frank's. You you should maybe title this like Frank's opinions, quote unquote, about the ocean. Oh world. God. <laughs> um. <laughs> I enjoy the pen. I like the pen. There are just things I wish they could have done better. <laughs> <laughs> is is it, it, you're facing the hype train? That's the problem. Um. Well, those are the issues I kind of suspected. Um. But okay, let's let's go to where the goods, right? The good is the prolescence is really nice on this one. Um. Mm-hmm. There is probably only a quarter of them that is the darker one. Mm-hmm. Versus the rest, um, the the rest has all shiny and the reflectance, like unless some unlike some other copies, as like half of it is all dark. This one got a much bigger one. Fortunately, it's actually not dark. Um, the pistons, the piston itself, the operation is extremely smooth. Yep, which is a big plus. Um, I haven't really operated piston this smooth for a while. Maybe just mine is all require more lube. I'd have to check to see how yours compares to my Pelican, uh, just to see if like they're different or the same. Because yeah, yeah. I would I, though I would say that my Pelican, the piston is very nice. Yeah, yeah. Compared to even like the um, the two thousands. Ooh, yes, it's definitely better than the two thousand one. <laughs> yes, it's it's better than two thousands. It's better than the the Twisby Ecos. Um, when it's new, it is also better than the uh, a lot of the um, converters as well. So yes. this is definitely uh, one of the smoothest piston mechanism that I've dealt with for fountain pens. Mm-hmm. And the nib is extremely smooth for yep. a, I think I got the fine nib. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a fine nib. Okay. Which is great. Here comes the negative. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm waiting to see what the, here's what I, but here's what I really think. Yes. Yes. Um, I think I already messaged you this, but this being a fine nib, you would expect to write a little bit more dry. Okay. But I did not expect this one to write completely dry. Hmm. Um, okay. I'm not sure this is because of the pen shop where the they came to. I'm pretty sure it came from Pelican this way because I don't think a pen shop is going to go out of their way to, to make... Or like to tune it this to way? To tune it drier, specifically. Yeah, So it's most weird. likely this is from Pelican. 
this ride's really dry when I received it. Interesting. I mean, but that's something you can... Uh, like, to the point that I do not see any kind of ink shading at all when I write it on Tomoe oh, paper. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is really, really dry. I had to, like... Remember, like, typically I can adjust the dryness using the brass shims and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have difficulties inserting a brass shim in there. Oh, wow. It's that, it's that tight? Yeah, it's that tight. So it is certainly Kevron factory a little bit too dry. Um, I was able to basically using the uh, pulling the two wings apart side, the more brute force version. In the Do you ever so, of so uh, hopefully, you know, lightly and carefully? Yeah, I, I had to pull it apart and to give it a better ink flow. It's still touching at the tip, but now it's a much, much better ink flow. Right. Okay. And second, it has... Um, for some reason, this cap came from the factory sharp. The the clip or the, what part of the cap came sharp? The entire endpoint of the cap, like where the cap meets the pen. Where the you, cap, uh, the, the end of the cap where there's a middle finial. Can you point to it? <laughs> right here. Okay, so at the, the opening of the cap, where you yes, insert the, the pen opening. into... Yeah, it is sharp. It was extremely sharp. Because there's like a metal... Uh, I'm not sure if it's called a retaining ring, but there's a, like a metal ring that... Yeah, there's a band there. And yeah. uh, the issue is that the band is so sharp that it actually scratches the pen. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, is uh, it sharp on the, out, the external part of the barrel or the internal, internal part of the barrel? Internal Ooh. part of the barrel. Ooh. So, so the, the previous owner, when he capped it, he scratched the pen. Oh, already. no. <laughs> and when I got it, there there's like very obvious scratch mark on the barrel that you can tell. Right. I, I, w I mean, I wouldn't blame the owner. It was sharp. It was already. sharp on the factory. It was sharp yeah. on the factory. So I had to use some uh, mylar uh, micro mesh to try to smooth it out. And to my surprise, it's so sharp that it actually cuts the micro mesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is another screwed up. I don't know how Pelican managed to do this, but uh, this is something they, they probably had to take a look and uh, <laughs> see what's oh, wow. going on. Yeah. And lastly, while this is the, uh, I guess, a pit pee of mine, uh, for most people, probably doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, I know what this is. Yes. The patterns do the not patterns match. Patterns is not aligned. They do not uh, okay. align. Okay, so does the dark band at least is it at least adjacent to the other dark band? They are about twenty twenty five degrees off. <laughs> That's that at least means that like if you take a picture of the pen at the correct fifty uh, uh, or like. At a 180, it should be fine, right? Like, if if you want to fake it and put like some Instagram pictures, I can just untwist the cap ever so slightly and make everything online. Right. But it bothers me. <laughs> 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 but 
but I mean, I'm, I mean, ultimately, when I'm using, I don't really care. Uh, to be honest, right? Because you, like, you, you, you just take the cap off and you're using. I just it, take right? the cap. I use it. And I just recap afterwards. The color is there. You, I don't you... take the whole thing while using it anyway. But if you were to put the pen in display case, would you be able to put it in such a way that it would be most likely unnoticeable? If you want to put it in a display case, the easiest thing for you to do is put a tiny piece of tape in the threads and just close. Oh, it. then you can just put it wherever. Yeah, and put that whatever. So you, you increase a little bit more resistance. So it mm-hmm. just closes at a certain degree. And to be fair, if you're displaying it, you're not going to have ink in it anyway. So yeah, capping it fully is... So it doesn't yeah. matter, right? Yeah, um, just, man, I should look into it. <laughs> I, I, I look into how to physically increase the threading. But <laughs> I think the conclusion is not worth it. Right. <laughs> the conclusion is it's not worth it when it's a new pen. Yes. It's like the very desperate measure when your pen is super old and you have issues with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, obviously it's still a beautiful pen. I still want to see it in person. Yes. It's a great pen. I mean, um, after, with, even with all this flaws, I think uh, it's, it's a very, very nice material. The nib writes super smooth, even though to my surprise, somehow I was under the impression that the Pelican 800 nib is going to be bouncy. It is not bouncy. It's very far <laughs> away from bouncy. It's, it's hard as a nail. <laughs> so I don't know if I, I haven't written with my uh my Pelican in a while. I probably should ink that up. Maybe I'll ink that up after this. Yeah. But um it is I don't remember mine being very flexy either. I don't think it was. I looked it up. It's like yeah, I don't think Pelican only the vintage Pelican nibs is a little bit bouncy. Mm-hmm. The older ones, the uh, mo- almost all modern ones are pretty hard. Um so Okay, that's my review on the uh, the Pelican Ocean Swirl. I guess the next one is going to be... Oh, my God. Let me turn that down the light. My eyes going to bleed. <laughs> one second. I can see Frank really, really well because usually he does the podcast in the, in the slight darkness. Yes, I prefer darker environment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my next one is... On the Ferris wheel ink. Yes. I like the color. It is very saturated and to did, the point that we, it actually stains my hand. Did we talk about this? We uh, talked about how unclear it is. Yes. The um, regards to the ink uh, specification, in regards to the fact that some of the ink is shimmered mm-hmm. and the website did not disclose that, which kind of rubbed me in the wrong way. Yeah. However, I received the ink, used it, and now I have another issue. Okay. <laughs> I got the 38 ink bottle, 38 milliliter ink bottle. And for any of you that's listening to this podcast, I will strongly recommend to you to buy the bigger ink bottle. I think I have to look up what what the what the different bottle designs look like. Uh, what's the best one for me? The okay, so the thirty eight is like a little it's flask. A, it's it's round. It's a round. It's round, but it's uh, flat as well. Yeah, I'm sorry, not 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 fifty, eighty five millimeter ink bottle. Yes. 
You have you bought the thirty-eight. I bought the thirty-eight, which I thought would be the better, more uh, conservative. Model. The eighty-five is basically a sphere. It's a sphere. I would rather recommend you guys to buy the eighty-five. Okay. Do you recommend the ink? Because the I'll, ink I don't... is fine. Okay, the ink is fine. The ink is fine. The ink color is uh, exactly as I expected. Okay. The 38 bottle, it is the most knockdown, <laughs> knockdown, anti-resistance bottle I have ever used. I mean, we've done ink bottle reviews, and, and so this, this one... This tops off all of them. <laughs> in terms of uh, ability to in terms uh, of ability to resist uh the ability to unresist getting knocked over <laughs> to not resist getting knocked over like it is really bad the base the, is the like flat profile ellipse. looks it, it looks pretty small yes and when it comes to, no, the issue is at the base it, it it's already flat it already looks like a flask right yeah but at the base, instead of making it like a uh, rectangular mm -hmm. or rectangular with rounded edges, it decided to make a ellipse or a circle or or enclosed with two arc. Okay. So it is extremely easy to tip it over. I mean, see, I can look at just from the photos that it's a little, it's a little rounded too. So it looks like like if you were just to tip it a little bit over, it would just continue to roll. The entire is rounded. Yeah. <laughs> the entire bottom is rounded. So any kind of knocking over it, and and plus it's because it's a fl uh, it's a flask type, so it's rather it's relatively top heavy too. Yeah. It yeah, looks nice. I, <laughs> it looks nice. Prepare to use it on the desk that I can easily clean because I would not recommend it. Although I will say I do like the the orbs of the eighty five milliliter better. I would just give it eighty five, man. <laughs> oh man! But again, I, but again, there's I, I'm just bringing up again that like the marketing of it, it just looks like it doesn't. The ink in the bottle doesn't look right. Yeah, my bottle is much darker. Like it's yeah. much much darker than the advertisement picture. All right. With that rent being done, I mean, if you if you like their ink, I'm perfectly fine with it. Just my advice: don't get a 38 millimeter. <laughs> I mean, another thing that you could do is, um, I mean, we we do this with the Robert Oster inks too, because the Robert Oster ones come in like that thin plastic uh, container. Um, I, I, personally, I think the plastic one is hard to knock over than the Ferris. Sure, deal. I get that. What I'm saying is that like. <laughs> You can buy like um, empty bottles of from better brands and just pour it into it and then use that as your ink bottle instead. Right. Yeah. 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 I poured a couple of my Robert Osters into Iroshizuku empty bottles and it works great. Yeah. And my next one, it is the, um, well, I give you the wrong link, surprisingly. <laughs> Let's see. It's the Hobonichi A6, but this is just like a, uh, it's like a, a sm small notebook pack 
which is three packs instead of one big notebook. It's okay. kind of like the Traveler Journal. Okay. In A6 form. A6 is smaller than the A5. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, A6 is smaller than A5. It's half of it. It's exactly half. Ah, okay. Right? That is how the, uh, that's how the European um, and Asian... The, the journaling uh, numbering scheme works. Yes. And the American is by 8.5, leather size and ledger size. And leather, ledger size is double the size of the leather size. Yeah. And here, here's the link. So I got this. Um, honestly, I like it a lot. It is not a permanent writing solution. It's not meant to be permanent. Mm-hmm. But the pages are all perforated. Oh, so they're you're, they're terrible. Yeah, so terrible. You can just take down some notes and tear tear it down for some other people that needs it. That's pretty nice. It is small. Yeah, it. They do not have a tendency to close. <laughs> they, so they stay kind of flapped open. They stay kind of flap open. I think it's a good idea to get them some sort of a cover that's, that will actually encloses it. Or just put it in somewhere that will actually keep it closed because like the very first week I used it, I kind of just smushed the whole thing in my bag. Yeah, it didn't close. Other than yeah, that, this, it's pretty good. This, ah, that's why. I was going to say that this looks exactly like what I bought a while back, but um, but slightly different. There is the B6 edition, which is really slim. Well, the A6 slim, I think. So you bought the Hobonichi Techno notepads um, at $12 for three. Correct. And I bought one Rhodia notepad, apparently also A6 size, for $4. <laughs> okay, yeah, so they're all priced about that. Yeah. <laughs> they're all priced about there, so they know each other's pricing. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I use this. It's a very big and small world out there. Yeah, I use right, this notepad right. sometimes just for like taking notes, um, like grocery lists, or sometimes I'm at my desk and I just need to write something down, like a phone number. I don't have my phone, something like that. Yeah, I used to have a uh, A5 version of that. I used it all up, and now mm -hmm. I just only have Clear Fountain versions of this one. Yeah. Which is also pretty useful, so. Yeah, sometimes you don't need like a journaling level. You need something that's like pretty easy to just take anywhere and yep. again perforated helps okay um i guess the uh well this is obonichi the next one would be oh yeah i, I kind of want to bring this up to everyone's attention because products like this doesn't really come around too often especially the last one i bought went out of uh production i don't know why they uh, yeah. stopped making it but this is the Vanessa from Vanessa Pen, the Vanessa White Lightning Ink Additive. This was because the, the previous uh, uh, ink lubricator that you recommended uh, wasn't available, right? It's not available anymore, right? Yeah. And you got this one. They call it White Lightning. Well, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, right? It enhances flow. And uh, I, did they have herbicide in this one? 
Yep, they do have herbicide in this one, so I recall it. Mm. So this is a uh, two-in-one punch, and um, I have not personally tried this yet. I haven't water, I haven't got a chance to order from Vanessa lately. But this is a one-ounce bottle, and like I said, you only need. If this is the same um, concentration as the other one, or at least similar, you only need one drop for every five milliliter. Hmm. So one ounce will, will last you a while. Yeah. Probably a lifetime. You gave me like a small little sample and I still haven't finished it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing, they last, they last a long time. Yeah. And uh, I need to bring up this. Uh, for everyone to purchase because I think it's a really good thing to buy as a fountain pen enthusiast and in it can turn any ink that is too dry or underperforming in your current pen what doesn't really work too well with your current pen workable right of course don't add too much and become a complete gusher <laughs> and then it's, you're gonna have a mess everywhere mm-hmm. so so experiment a little bit especially in vials first don't add it into the main bottle Right, because then you could kill your entire <laughs> bottle. Correct. That guy did. Um, <laughs> that guy did. Correct. Which bottle did you kill? Robert Oster uh, Sacro. Ah, okay. Yeah. That one is a dry ink. That was a really dry ink. So I thought, oh, this is super dry. Let me try like five drops. Nope. <laughs> five drops. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um. So this brought up another topic. Uh, one of the... Some of the Redditor that was um, online was asking what's the difference between this and just adding a a drop of uh, dish soap mm. into the ink. And uh, I feel that I have to, I guess, a public service announcement or at least say something about this one. Um, I did reply already, but adding dish soap in your ink should be one of the very last thing you try to see if it makes the ink work. Especially if you have any kind of piston filler pens that you're using mm. with the ink. Yeah. Because the dish soap being detergents, it will actually eat away at your silicone silicone lubricants in your O-ring of the piston mechanism. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is what happens to my eco in the long run and uh, possibly some of my other converters you use soap to wash it out or something like that? I use soap to wash out to flush out some things, right? I mean, in, in retrospective, I should probably just dunk the uh, the pen nib in there and just, you, you don't need to get it. You don't need to introduce the uh, soapy water into the cartridge converter with a piston yeah. filler mechanism. Um, yeah. Basically, try to avoid it touching the mechanism because it is going to either weigh your lubricants and you may need to reapply again to make it smooth again. Because mine is seizing up sometimes and I should probably open it up and service it. You know, honestly, I don't use soap to clean any of my pens anymore. I used to when I first started. But at this point, like... You, you'll realize that it's not necessarily at all, like... yeah. I haven't used it for a long time. I mean, once you realize that you don't need to clean out your pen, like to be squeaky clean, and it's okay to just, you know, wash it out with water, clean it, and then as long as it's dry, it's probably fine. Right. So here's another thing about pen cleaning, right? Um, A lot of people like to completely clean out their pen to the point, I think, 
yes, I'm calling out Johnny. You'll probably hear this sometime later. <laughs> but uh, you do not Called need to out. clean the pan completely. Come on. <laughs> I know it's OCD, <laughs> but uh, the very minimum num- amount of residual dye or ink in your nib shouldn't have done any issues in the long term. Uh, right. If you just use a similar color, it really doesn't matter. If you are mixing color, I can understand that you might screw up the very first beginning of the ink, especially if you use a ink that may coagulate together, but that really only happens when you mix normal ink with some of Noodler's ink. <laughs> so if you just don't use Noodler's ink, if you're probably fine. If you just don't fine. use Noodler's ink, you should be okay. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, like, I I go with the route of, like, certain pens use certain colors, right? Like, uh, my blue Pelican most likely uses black or blue, usually blue. And if it mixes a little bit, it's usually not a big deal. Right. So, I mean, I, I think I'm going to go with that route, too. I have the Ocean Swirl that's going to be blue. I mean, what other color were you going to use in your Ocean Swirl, Frank? <laughs> I don't know. Mango orange? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> The knockout is probably going to be red or orange. And the, uh, actually, I don't know what the heck this one's going to be. The Pikachu's. Maybe mango orange, I guess. Pikachu. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That would be because Pikachu is, uh, you know, electric type, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I my, my Pokemon pen is blue, despite the fact that it's a Charizard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, unless I get soap accidentally into, like, the barrel of the pen or, like, it starts coloring parts of the uh, acrylic cap or something like that, I don't need to use soap. No, you do not. All right. So our next one would be the, uh, I think, the Opus 88 has introduced a new fountain pen line. And sorry, this is not a link, so you gotta click on, you gotta copy and paste it. For some mm-hmm. reason, Google Doc doesn't let me to do link hyperlink for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Okay. But this is the Opus 88 Flow. And this is their first adventures into, I guess, swirl acrylic. Pens. All right, I'm taking a look. I've always liked Opus 88's kind of um, design aesthetic. I think it's the 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 frosted uh, uh, plastic acrylic. They have a very simple and clean. Like kind of like design philosophy, right? You don't yeah. see like a, uh, a lot. You don't see, for example, the Opus 88 typically, you don't see a lot of metal finials over there. You don't see any mm-hmm. metal bands or anything. It's just piece of acrylic throughout. And for some reason, the Apple Bloom website is really slow today. <laughs> but uh, there is four different colors for the Opus 88. There's blue, gray, what is this, green and red. Yes, the red is uh, the one that's specifically standing out from the rest. Mm-hmm. But overall, it is just of um, 
if you think think about this, it feels more like of a Visconti pen, the the swirling patterns. It does come off like not like a budget Visconti, but maybe like a more toned down Visconti. <laughs> I don't know. I will. I will. I'll be honest. I would call it a bunch of us company <laughs> because um, this is your first try as well, right? So I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not. It's not. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. I do not particularly like how the swirl is done on this one. The okay. they are very very solid. In a sense, the swirls. Uh, they're they're very one dimensional in that sense. Yes, it it feels like it's actually painted on. If you look at the picture initially, because they have very clear defined lines. It is mm -hmm. not diffused, and there's really no layers to it. Hmm. If that makes sense to you, it does. Right. If you, you take know... a look at all the simple pictures, like it, it feels like they are painted on. Just due to the fact that how I think they they didn't diffuse the uh, the ink too much, not the ink, the different color of acrylic material too much. You know what my opinion is? Yeah, I don't like the cap. <laughs> I think the cap looks it looks too twizzy, too solid, too solid. It, it's it, it it's too basic. It it it, it's too simple. I don't like it. Okay. I think if they either went with a cap all, that also either also had swirls or was just the clear demonstrator cap, like if they just took the 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 Opus eighty eight's demonstrator cap with like a red top part, I would like that a lot more than this like solid red or yeah, solid colored cap solid simple color of either the top or the the, the hand grip section or the uh, piston section they all use the same different color they use the same solid color throughout all right like if they took i just linked you what the demonstrator is right like as an example of what i'm talking about like if they just took that cap colored the like the the very tip of it red or whatever color it's supposed to be i think that would look fantastic but they they use like these solid colored um they look kind of cheap plastic like the color the colored part it just looks a little cheap and so because of that it just makes it look mm, i don't know cheap <laughs> i agree it is not the best uh <laughs> i mean it's the first roundabout right so maybe sure, there's, yeah. you know, there's there's stages of improvement to go but the the coloring of the pan is certainly something I would say something to work on. I mean, I could be biased too, right? Because I'm a huge demonstrator pen fan. Like I look at the Opus eighty eight demonstrator fountain pen, and I and I think that that punches way above its price range. But then I look at the the flow pen, and I'm like, ooh, it's kind of expensive for what that is. <laughs> the the clear demonstrator, it's it's funny too, right? Because they are the same price. They're almost the same price. The flow yeah. is like, what, 98 bucks on Apple Boom? So it, it just, somehow the color matches, the coloring of the pen made it feel like a not so well thought out color product design. I think I found it. Okay, so I've linked you the uh, picture of the Twisby Eco. 
your $130 pen should not remind me of a $35 pen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like, the the cap is very Twisby... Twisby-ish. Twisby-ish. I mean, obviously, I mean, that's that's like a... It's like a... That cap design is pretty popular, but like it reminds me of the Twisby Eco, which it's is a thirty-five dollars. Not pen. even just a cap design; it's it's a large chunk of plastic that has no design to it. Yes, it's a very chunk, large chunk of plastic that that the rest of the pen body has swirls and stuff in there, but it just happens that you you have a cap that is probably one third the length of a normal pen that you decided to not have any stuff on there. And maybe the swirling acrylic is very expensive to manufacture, so that took up a majority of the price of the pen, and they decided to go with a cheaper cap. But I'm like, I would have rather you spent another twenty dollars and like made the cap On better. Material, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, but now they don't have problem with matching patterns, so people like me wouldn't complain about it. <laughs> That's fair. That's actually really true. <laughs> then, like I said, give me a clear cap. I would be totally fine with a clear cap. So I can see inside, right? Yeah. So yeah, with that being said, this is the Opus 88 Flow. There's a new new fountain pen line. I think it's a good direction they're moving to. I just wish mm-hmm. this design a little bit better. We just had nitpicky nitpicky comments. But yes, in, in o- overall, like I like I like it too. Like I in general I like Opus 88 as a as a pen brand. Yeah. All right. Our next one, it is um, not a new pen. The Platinum Curidas Fountain Pen. It's on sale at Pen Chalet. This is... For a really reasonable price. This is Platinum's version of the uh, Pilot uh, Decimo. Yes, Pilot's Finishing Point. The Pilot Vanishing Point, yes. Look at the price, Collins. Look at 72 the price. Bucks. Yep, seventy-two bucks. Uh, seventy-two bucks. I think this is a pretty, uh, pretty strong contender for you to uh, consider for an everyday pen. How much is the? Uh, how much is a power vanishing point these days? A uh, hundred something. So one hundred fifty-six. Int- yeah, one hundred fifty-six. The all black version, right? The cheaper yeah. all black. Yeah. You see, this this is an interesting thing, right? The all black version in America is always called like the black edition, all black edition. Mm-hmm. In Taiwan, the uh, all black edition is called the dark night edition. <laughs> the dark night edition—that's such a better name. Mm. The, the when they first say when I when I first read about on their forums, like oh the dark night edition, it's like huh, what's this? It's like a Batman one. I, I don't remember how they ever make a Batman. <laughs> No, it's just all black. It's Dark Knight with the night being N, right? Not K? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. The Dark Knight as oh, a K. It's... Oh, okay. That's confusing. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Caridot, 72 bucks. Um, if anyone wants to buy a, a pen or a, a non-capping pen that is clicky mechanism, put some consideration to it. Yeah. I next, I think yeah. I still like the Platinum Vanishing Point. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Pilot Vanishing Point? Yeah, 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 that Pilot Vanishing Point. I still I think I still like the Pilot Vanishing Point. 
I mean, each has its own uh, flavor to it, right? The uh, yes. vanishing point looks a lot more, uh, a little bit more elegant. But at the same time, the platen is pretty cool because it's a, it's a demonstrator. So you can see the interior. That's true. The working that is inside true. the mechanism. It has a little bit more of like a, uh, a technical aesthetic right. to it. Right, right. It has like a more modern tech design feature into it. Oh, actually, I like these, uh, the, the video of it. It shows it a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our I still next... need to get that. I still need to get that Lamy, uh, uh, that Lamy one. Which Lamy one? Oh, 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 the dialogue. The dialogue, yeah. I still need to get that Lamy dialogue. I think the next one is covered by the uh, Panatic. This is not a fountain pen. At least the one I've seen so far. <laughs> this is the uh, <laughs> the National Zoo Panda Retro Fifty One. Did you did you give this to me specifically? <laughs> you got this for me specifically, didn't you? Got what? This pen? Uh, no, not yet. Maybe. <laughs> we we uh, our household has a very high affinity for panda and panda related paraphernalia. So. Uh, <laughs> so see, it, it giving that is a good idea because even if you don't like it, Quinny will take over it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm gonna just put this pen on my list, and we'll think about it later. <laughs> <laughs> this actually, if I get this, this would actually be my first rollerball pen. For ever since it got into Poppy, right? Yeah. I, well, actually, I don't know. See, as far as I know, I don't know if I have any experience with rollerball pen. So this will be a potential first. I don't know if I have tried a rollerball pen. I might Interesting. have. I mean, I, I have, I have like those um, the tactile turn one. I use as a rollerball uh, ink and rollerball cartridges. So mm -hmm. I think some of the interesting one is the fact that you can put fountain pen ink in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you can do that with this. Yeah. And this would also be my first Retro 51. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good intro to Retro 51. Pretty fun intro. Yeah. I'm very glad I didn't close down shop. And <laughs> uh, someone, someone's able to pick it up and continue the, the, continue the journey. Yeah. Dang it. Okay, I guess I'm going to have to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one is something interesting that I learned from watching Anime Expo stream. Winnie okay. the Pooh from Disney, or it's not originated from Disney. In fact, it no, is originally not. a different work, right? Yes. The original work of Winnie the Pooh is now in public domain. Hmm. So that means people are free to use Winnie the Pooh as design as they wish. <laughs> without violating Disney's copyright. Right. So we may see a... If the pen people, pen makers are onto the trend, we may see some Winnie the Pooh themed fountain pens relatively soon. Hmm. I wonder what that means for the Disney Winnie the Pooh attractions. I know this isn't about fountain pens, but like, there's a ton of Winnie the Pooh... Um, you know, based 
products that Disney sells, right? I mean, Disney still has the uh, the intellectual right to, I think, all the extended characters they created. Yeah. It's just they no longer have the right to Winnie the Pooh by itself. But the, but what about okay? So this is something I don't understand about copyright rules, and maybe someone else can chime in about this in the comments or whoever if they have if they know, right? So Winnie the Pooh's like Winnie the Pooh, the original story is different from the way Disney interpreted Winnie the Pooh into their own cartoons, right? So Disney has their own cartoons. So does Disney retain their cartoon styling and uh, character designs, or is that also on public domain and it doesn't matter? I'm not sure. I think that's where <laughs> the fuzzy point is going to be, and uh, I, uh, I would say expect some loss in the future. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Disney will fight back <laughs> as hard as they can. Well, they are making a horror movie out of Winnie the Pooh and releasing soon. What? Yeah, we the, the apparently the Pooh Bear is gonna be the the killer slash what? Oh my goodness. <laughs> serial murder of the. Film. Oh my goodness! I did not hear about this. This will be interesting. Yes, so we'll see about that. Maybe that's their their attempt to try to tank the brand before it goes on public domain. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. Well, no, I think that film was made because I know it's going on public domain. Hmm. Yeah. So. All right. And lastly, I kind of want to bring up this uh, Taiwanese fountain pen company. Gazing far. Uh, let me preface this, guys from Taiwan to to the guys in Taiwan. Uh, I will recommend someone to proofread your website a little bit. <laughs> okay. Because so the the English on this website is not the best. Is what you're trying to tell me? It really isn't. Uh, it is very, is I think it's like, it feels like they just tossed it into Google Translate from five years ago, not even modern Google Translate. So basically what you're telling them is, hey, reach out to Frank, Frank will translate for you. <laughs> I'll try to do a good job on it if you want, if you need help. I'm willing to help, to be honest with you, because this, this I like the design, it's just the English translation was a little bit difficult to to read, to be honest. Okay. I want to say, okay, so you didn't even introduce it to me. I'm just kind of scrolling through myself, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm probably going to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> it is really nice, right? It, is it looks like, really nice. <laughs> when I first read about it, when they say, when some people say, oh, this is the uh, wood plus metal fountain pen, I thought it's going to be one of those pen tourniquet with like large metal bracket mm -hmm. material and stuff yeah but no this is um everything from the ground up is designed to be meshed together with the pen it looks it i mean it basically looks like a chinese brush pen design in a fountain pen right and that really long barrel too by the way yeah, it looks really good. It look because it looks really slender, um, but it's like, okay. So I read that it's a cartridge converter type pen. Um, it looks it looks really nice. 
I I don't know when I'm gonna get it. I'll probably get it closer to like Christmas time. Hopefully they're still around. Please be. Um, but yeah, I am totally planning on getting one. Like I think uh, TML that's a long one. The the website actually says no, it is not from the Oliver Ollivander's one shop, but from Gazing Far. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does have that vibe, right? It's a really long pen vibe. Yeah. A retro, simple, and slender fountain pen for you. Don't wave it, but to write it freely, to draw it freely. I mean, I guess uh, maybe it's actually the Facebook post that got me that introduction to, of the translation. The website is actually not too bad. The Facebook is... You got this from a, from a Facebook advertisement? No, 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 no. They have a Facebook page. Okay. That's where I find it first. Somehow it's hard to find their website and their Facebook. <laughs> um, do you like the TM one or the TM two better? Let me let me let me let me try to. Um, I think I've only looked at the TM twos. Let me see if I can find a TM one. I can't even see it on their website. Oh, more TML series. Wow, their website sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry guys, you gotta work on your website. Um, ooh, there, no, definitely the TM2. Have a TM2, okay. There is more variety of the uh, of the wood they use if you visit their actual shop in Taiwan. Oh, okay. Apparently, it's, uh, according to one of the posts that I saw, there's like twelve different kind of wood material you can choose from. Oh wow. So there's that. And, I guess they uh, figure, you know, we're just going to take the same market share of those who like uh, brush pens to have these pens. Ooh, I quite like the TMX. That's actually kind of nice. It They basically take the Koweco pen and make it their own. Right. Um, they're, they're shorter and fatter. <laughs> I, I like the T... I like the TML, the TM2 better, to be honest with you. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, homemade ink. Hmm. I have enough ink. Let's keep going around. It's a custom ground nib too by themselves as well. So, um, the, some things aren't really showing up, but yeah, I the TM the TML I don't really like. It's very, it's even longer than the TM2. Is it? Yeah. I think I think one problem is that they don't actually show the pen capped. I think that would really help. Mm, I see. I see. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah, I I don't know what it help. looks like. That would certainly help once it capped. Um, but I Do think. Do you see it when it's uh, on the uh, pictures of the pen? Nope, it does not. No, yeah, I don't see it. It would be nice if they did that, number one. And number two, I just think the sh overall shape of the TM2 just looks better. The TML is actually a triangular cap. Yeah, I see that. I wonder if a pen shape overall is actually triangular too. It probably is. Let's let's take a closer look at it. Yeah, I think there is a... No, no, it's circular. No, it's circular. The cap the pan body itself is circular. The cap is triangular. This the cap transitions from a circular rounded shape to a more triangular shape. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's that, and the, supposedly the the more you use a fountain pen, the longer you use it, the uh, shinier the wood body becomes. Is mm -hmm. the wood body is not finished to a 
Shine Sheen. But the more you use it, the it will shine brighter. Right. I don't know. I'm conflicted. I'm gonna have to spend a lot of time on this website. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know what's weird? The more I look at the TML now, I'm like, oh, maybe. <laughs> there's a there's a lure to it. Oh, there we go. Uh, if you go to the main website, the the uh, let's click on the very front page of the center. Click on the very oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just go down and you can. That's see actual okay. All right, guys, at gazing far. Okay, I'll give it to you. That's brilliant. <laughs> so, okay, so the the TML pen cap is flat-topped in such a way that you can literally stand your pen up, nib down. Yep, a little bit That's, dangerous, I say, but... It's dangerous, but it it seems stable enough that, like, at least... If you, you don't know, knock it over, it's stable enough, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. This is one of the one I found recently, and I, I do quite like their design. Frank, I, want... I don't want to have to get two. What did you do to me? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to visit their shop when I go back to Taiwan. Let's yeah. Just say that. And probably him pick out uh, one of the combos at least. TM2. They look, I mean, they, they do look nice. I, well, yeah. I'm excited. I, 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 I feel happy that I, I'm really excited by this pen series. It's unique. It is very unique compared to, um, in terms of a wood design, right? I think this is one of the better implementation I've seen recently, so... I think what I like about it is that you have... Okay, so Lamy is the champion for, like, German pen design and engineering, right? Yeah. Um, and you have Pilot and Platinum and, uh, you know, they're, they're expensive uh, um, Urushi lacquer pens that are champions of Japanese pen design. Um. And there's been a lot of these pen manufacturers coming out of China yet, uh, yet they haven't come out with something that screams, you know, good, authentic Chinese design. Everything's been kind of derivative of other pen companies. And so here from Taiwan, it's like, okay, this is what I was looking for. Something that reminiscent to the brush pen. Yeah. More or less. There's right. so much history in Chinese writing instruments, but there's nothing that evoked that until these guys came out with it, or at least the first that I've seen. That really seems to have done it well. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, not much gave you that vibe of a brush pen. Like, it, it doesn't have to be having a brush pen tip, right? But the, yeah. the, the general shape and the uh, flow of the pen, it much matches it. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that front. Yeah, I'm... I'm super excited to, to window shop and then to pick one that I would like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. I think uh, that wrapped up today's uh, podcast for the, thing, for the time being. Yeah. Good one to end it on, Frank. Good one to end it on. Yeah. All right. I will see you next time, Collins. All right. I'll see you, too. <laughs>